everybody, this is Locked On Nittany Lions, a part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day and every day here, Monday through Friday, we're talking about the Penn State Nittany Lions football team. It's been a fun season so far to be talking about this team as the season continues to unfold. And I look forward to discussing this team with you as the rest of the season goes. And wherever Penn State's going, we're going to be talking about it. I'm Kevin McGuire. You can give me a follow on Twitter at KevinOnCFE. I'm a contributor to AthlonSports.com as well as NBCSports.com's College Football Talk. And I want to remind you guys that you can subscribe to this podcast and stay connected and make sure you never miss a single episode as soon as they are made available by subscribing in your favorite podcasting platform from iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, Stitcher, iHeartRadio, you name it, you can subscribe to it. And if you want to help us out a little bit more, please spend a minute or two, leave a rating, leave a review. Not only do we appreciate the feedback and take it seriously as we try to strive to make the show even better moving forward, it does help with the placement of this podcast in the various podcast directories in this podcasting app. So we appreciate you guys helping us out, and we're going to continue to provide some daily coverage Monday through Friday for you. And we do post these shows around midnight Eastern, so they're there for you all day, every day, and you can always go back and listen to old episodes if you missed one. They're in small chunks, 30 minutes or less, and uh, we have lots of stuff to get to in today's episode. We're actually going to be doing our mailbag episode today, so we have a couple questions from you guys, the listeners. We try to do this every now and then, and with this being a bye week, figured it was a good time to set aside a little bit more time in an episode to dive into the mailbag. So we're going to do that in our first two segments of today's show. And then in the third segment, we're going to take a look ahead to next week when the college football playoff rankings start coming out, see where Penn State fits into the equation. You can also follow us on Twitter at LockedOnNittany. Give us a like on Facebook at Facebook.com slash LockedOnNittany. Share this episode with a friend on Facebook, your family on Facebook. Let them know what's going on here. Invite them into this little community we're building. Having a lot of fun doing the show. And without any further ado, let's get into today's show. We're going to dive into the mailbag in just a minute, but I first want to pass along a couple uh, news and notes that I had jotted down that I'm sure maybe you've already heard some of this already, but I also just wanted to kind of put this information out there for you as well. First and foremost, on Sunday, Penn State did officially move up to number five in both the AP Top 25 and the coaches poll. That was pretty much to be expected with number five Oklahoma losing uh, on the road against Kansas State. And of course, Penn State taking care of business against Michigan State on the road. Kind of expected that Penn State was going to move up one spot from number six to number five. And they did. And the top four teams are still the same. LSU, Alabama, Ohio State, and Clemson. They're all lumped ahead of Penn State for the moment. And we'll see where the next couple of weeks go. Because obviously LSU and Alabama are going to be playing in a number one versus two matchup in two weeks. And we're going to get to that in just a second here. But uh, that is where Penn State stands right now. They are also the number five team in the Super 16 poll from the Football Writers Association of America and the National Football Foundation and the College Football Hall of Fame. I actually am a voting member in that poll. I get a chance to rank my top 16 teams every week. And I feel like Penn State's uh, right in the spot where they probably should have been (laughs) right now, considering the teams that are ahead of them and the teams that are behind them. As I've discussed a little bit on this podcast before, I feel like Penn State is in that weird category right now where they're the ultimate in-between program right now. They've done enough to deserve a top five ranking. I still feel like the four teams ahead of them are the better teams, but I can't say that any team ranked behind Penn State 
deserves to be ranked ahead of him. So I feel like Penn State at number five is a very fair ranking at this point in time. Let me know what you guys think. Do you think they're overranked? Do you think they're underranked? <laughs> let me know. Uh, you can be, let, be as biased as you want to be. And a couple Big Ten awards for a couple players. This week, just released on Monday, punter Blake Gillikin named the Big Ten Specialist of the Week. That is his second time, I believe, in the last three weeks. I know it's his second time winning the award, and I think he won it two weeks ago. K.J. Hamler picked up an award last week. But this is uh, the second time for Blake Gillikin, who was uh, re very reliable <laughs> as a punter in not-so-ideal conditions on the road against Michigan State. And, you know, if they were going to play a little bit of a field position game, he certainly was ready to do his part in that aspect of the game. So congratulations to him and Richard freshman defensive end, Jason Owe, big 10, big, uh, big 10 co-freshman of the week. This is his first time winning the award. So again, those defensive linemen for Penn state continue to impress as the season rolls along. They have a number of players that are ready to make life miserable for opposing offenses. And Jason just seems to be, one of the next in line for what could be a very deep defensive line for years to come. So those are your Big Ten awards this week as far as the Penn State players are concerned. Now, let's dive into the mailbag because this is a question I've actually got from a few people. And I'm sorry, I don't have uh, this question attributed to one specific person because I did get it from a couple people either on Twitter or actually on my Facebook page or in my email. And that was the question about what time the Penn State-Minnesota game was going to be played. Not this coming weekend, of course, because they're both on a bye week, but next weekend in week 11. And fortunately, I don't have to come up with the answer for this one because it has already been answered. Penn State and Minnesota will officially be kicking off at noon Eastern or 11 a.m. local time in Minnesota, and that game will be broadcast on ABC. So I guess a lot of the question was what time this matchup between two 8-0 teams, two top, I guess, 15 teams uh, would would be airing. And there's some speculation that that could have been a primetime game, but we all know we're into November at this point by this time this game comes around. And we know the Big Ten doesn't necessarily enjoy having night games in primetime in the month of November because it's pretty darn cold out there, especially at a place like Minnesota. Now, the report out there is that Minnesota had the opportunity to have this game be played in prime time, but they decided against it. And I think that that is a very wise decision considering the temperatures that Minnesota tends to get. Remember, they do want to have a home field advantage and they absolutely will when that game is being played. And maybe they're okay with some of the coldness and the elements, but you know, we need to be a little bit <laughs> seen about our decision-making when it comes to the protection and the safety of the players, not just for the, the home team, Minnesota, but also for the visiting team, Penn State, and of course the fans. So you want to have an enjoyable atmosphere. You can definitely accomplish that in the Midwest in, in November during the day. It's still going to be cold there probably. Maybe you get some snow flurries. I don't know. But you know, once that sun goes down, it can be brutal. So I think it's a wise decision to play this game in the afternoon. And getting a chance to play it at noon means that you're not going to be going up head-to-head -head against the, team at, the game at 3.30 that a lot of people are going to be watching. You're going to have number one LSU, number two Alabama, unless those rankings somehow flip in the next week. I feel like uh, LSU and Alabama at 3.30 on CBS, th that was a lock to be played at 3.30. And, of course, number one versus number two, everybody wants to watch that game. So getting your Penn State-Minnesota game at noon Eastern on ABC, follow that up with LSU-Alabama 
that's a pretty good doubleheader, and it is a historic doubleheader because it'll be the first time in the AP poll era, going back to, I believe, 1936 is the year, where two games with 8-0 teams were being played on the same day. Now, uh, Matt Brown from The Athletic did note that we came very close, I believe, back in 1997 when an 8-0 Michigan team played uh, 7-0 Penn State. And I actually forget what the other game was. I should have looked up that tweet before I recorded this. But I do feel like uh, this is a pretty cool note <laughs> that we're going to get in two weeks because all four of those teams are going to be on a bye this week. So nobody's going to win. Nobody's going to lose. We're going to get two games between 8-0 teams for our noon Eastern followed by our 3.30 time slot. And I think that's uh, that's going to be pretty cool. It's going to be pretty cool. And, of course, the stakes are very high. You know, obviously with LSU and Alabama, you got number one and number two. But we've all been watching what Penn State has played themselves into. And, of course, Minnesota is uh, in a very good spot in that Big Ten West division. So it's not impossible to say that this is a Big Ten championship game preview, although everybody's still chasing Ohio State. All right, coming up in our next segment, we're going to dive into a couple more questions that we got in the mailbag uh, over the past week. And in our third segment, stay tuned. We're going to give a first look at what to expect when those college football playoff rankings start coming out beginning one week from today. I'm Kevin McGuire. You can give me a follow on Twitter at KevinOnCFB. Make sure you're following this podcast on Twitter at LockedOnNittany. And of course, hop on over to Facebook.com slash LockedOnNittany, and we'll keep you posted there as well. All right, time for a couple more mailbag questions for our second segment here on the Locked On Nittany Lions podcast. This first question comes from Jared. You can follow him on Twitter at Jared Sports Riff. He wants to know, is Minnesota for real? I feel like Minnesota is a real lightning rod, good start or bad for Penn State football the last 20 years. Well, Jared, I'm going to tell you that, yes, Minnesota is for real. Now, does that mean that they are as talented, as deep as a team like Penn State or Ohio State or even Wisconsin? That still remains to be seen, of course, on the field. But I'll tell you right now, there's no question in my mind that they are not going to be as deep and talented as a team like Penn State when they play. Penn State will have the talent advantage in just about every position that they can. You know, So will Ohio State, of course. And I think Wisconsin will have enough advantages. But this Minnesota team is playing very well. They're playing with a lot of confidence. Their offense has really been coming together. And you know what? Their defense the last couple of games has actually been really impressive. Now, say what you will about the level of competition that Minnesota has played. This will be by far their biggest game of the season and their biggest challenge of the season. And if you look at their November schedule, after this Penn State game coming up, they're going to have to play Iowa. And of course, they'll end the season against Wisconsin. So, you know, Minnesota has certainly played themselves into a really good spot. They're actually two games up in the Big Ten West Division right now. So they've got some breathing room and they can afford a loss, maybe even two. But I feel like this Minnesota team is absolutely worthy of being respected right now. Um, Again, I don't know if they had the talent overall to keep pace, uh, you know, certainly defensively. You know, I think Penn State's defense certainly is going to have a superior advantage here. But as I said, this Minnesota team is gaining confidence. P.J. Fleck has something working there. They're all falling into this identity, and that works really well for SOPA programs, and it seems to be working really well for Minnesota. Again, going back to the strength of schedule, it's not the most impressive looking one, but if you look at their non-conference schedule, they actually played some decent teams from the group of five. You know, they played Fresno State. They played on the road. They played Fresno State. Uh, they played uh, Georgia Southern, I think it was. Uh, and I forget the other game that I'm thinking of from their group of five schedule. But, you know, they played some teams. Or I'm sorry. It was, uh, I believe, South Dakota State, actually. 
but they have played three non-conference games against teams that were some of the best in their respective conferences. So I feel like that alone establishes some sort of a, a winning mentality if you can win those games. And they won some close games early on this year. They've won some close games along the way. But the last couple games out, they're starting to take care of business. They're starting to handle their opponents with a lot of authority. And again, this Penn State game will be their biggest test of the season to date. Uh, so they're going to have a lot of answers to find on their own. But I feel like this Minnesota team is absolutely a joy to watch. If you haven't had a chance to watch them, they're really fun. <laughs> they really are. So Penn State's going to be in for a little bit of a battle, especially since this game is on the road. If this game were being played at Penn State, I, I feel much more confident in Penn State's chances. But I go back to my game-by-game -game predictions before this season started for Athlon Sports. I had Penn State at 8-0. You, know. uh, you can go back and look at it. I've shared it on Twitter. I had Penn State at 8-0. And their first loss of the season I predicted in the summer was this game right here. I just feel like it's a bad spot for Penn State. And I feel like Minnesota is probably better than I was anticipating them being. But I just felt like after the gauntlet of games that they just went through, uh, I feel like this isn't necessarily a letdown game. But, you know, coming off a of bye week, do they lose any momentum going on the road? It could be a tough spot to be in if you're Penn State. So I think it's a dangerous spot, but I think that getting the bye week helps keep the focus and helps uh, uh, establish some uh, a time to, to redeem themselves and, and heal up a little bit from three really physical games the last couple of weeks. So Minnesota's going to make Penn State play, and it's going to be a pretty fun game to watch. This next question comes from Michael. He's on Twitter at DingerPSU underscore G, and he says, I am a bit concerned with the second half play calling and scheme. I understand stay with whatever has been working, but way too many three and outs and incompletions keeps the clock from running and may keep better teams, maybe Minnesota, in the game. All right, Michael, this is a question that has been uh, kind of a recurring theme during the James Franklin era of teams uh, where second half leads are not necessarily difficult to defend, but maybe the Penn State makes it a little bit harder to to hold on to the way that they run the offense. And I, I don't really know what the answer is. And I think it is absolutely fair to have some concern with some of the opponents that are still left on the schedule. Because as we saw against Michigan, you know, again, credit Michigan's defense for not allowing that game to get out of their hands and you know, give them a chance to still come back and make a game of it. Certainly they were in position to tie the game at the very least uh, right up towards those final minutes. But I feel like the Penn State play calling, you can go back to the Rose Bowl against USC, those games the last couple of years against Ohio State and Michigan State. And I feel like we have seen this all before. I don't know what it is. I, I do understand trying to run the clock or trying to stick with your offense, but I'm not really sure what the best solution is. I do like when a team stays aggressive because I think in this game, there's, you really can't score enough points sometimes. And I think that that's something that it's it's easier said than done. <laughs> it's, uh, we do have to tip our cap to the opponents sometimes, but it, it is something that has been addressed. And I just don't know what the real solution is that's going to change the way things work. And I've said this, I think I said this on the podcast in the last couple of weeks, you know, We've, we've seen James Franklin and his staff run team, run the uh, offense in the second half, and it, it isn't changing. I don't think it's easy to make a change, change his coaching philosophy or the way they execute uh, during those kinds of situations. There's a, there's a lot of going on right there where you're trying to 
you're trying to run the clock, you're trying to add on, but you want to be smart about it because you want to do some plays where you feel like you're going to pick up a couple yards, but still make sure that that clock is running. Now, if you're in today's game, it seems like there's more desire to throw the ball because short passes can be like runs if you can hook up on them. But the problem is you got a quarterback who hasn't been able to do that sometimes. And this is not a knock on Sean Clifford. I'm just saying that for whatever reason, the offense has stalled at times. Now, maybe the defenses are tuning up. Maybe there's adjustments that aren't being made by the Penn State offense. I don't know what the answer is, but I feel like as long as James Franklin is the head coach, and again, I think he's doing a great job. I'm not saying that this is a major criticism, but that is going to be something that probably comes up. And a, a better team on the schedule, like we saw against Michigan, is going to be able to take advantage and cause some problems there. Just look at those Ohio State games the couple, last couple of years. A, a team like Ohio State this year, so if, if Penn State happens to be up in the second half and they're trying to you know, do some small plays to just kind of move the, get the clock running and just pick it up a few yards at a time, that's not going to fly. You have to find ways to get those big strikes on offense. And I think that they tried to do that at times against Michigan, but it just wasn't there. And if you go back to last week's game, you know, up 28 to seven, up 21 to seven, in those conditions, I don't really know what the best the best way to go about it is. I think in those conditions, you want to try and be a little bit smart about it and try not to make too many mistakes. And that was the that was the big key there, because it wasn't a great weather day, and that can always impact how the coach decides to move forward with protecting the lead in the second half too. All right, that's going to do it for the mailbag today. Always send in your questions at any time on Twitter at Locked on Nittany. You can submit them on Facebook at facebook.com slash Locked on Nittany. And we will have an email address. I do need to get that set up and uh, switched over for this podcast. Uh, so you can always submit them through email too once we get that going. I'll let you guys know about that when we have more details. But we do the mailbag periodically depending on how many questions we have. So if you have more questions and you want to have them answered in this podcast, Submit them in, and we'll try to answer as many as possible. If we didn't get to your questions today, uh, fear not. We will do some more questions throughout the week because we have a lot of time to kill during this bye week before we get ready and back into the game preparation mode next week when Penn State's getting ready to take on Minnesota. But that'll do it for the mailbag today. Coming up in our third and final segment, I'm going to talk about the college football playoff rankings that are going to cut me out next week. And I think there's a chance that Penn State may be in as of next Tuesday. I'll talk about it in our next segment. As we get ready to head into November, that means that the college football playoff race is now officially about to be underway. And that's because next Tuesday, one week from today, we're going to get our first batch of the college football playoff rankings from the selection committee. And we're going to get those every week from then until the end of the regular season. And then, of course, we'll get the last playoff rankings that will ultimately decide who will play for the national championship and how the rest of the New Year's Six Bowl lineup will be filled out. Now, as we sit here today, it does look like Penn State has an excellent chance to be playing in one of those New Year's Six Bowl games. And a lot of the bowl projections are still having uh, Penn State take on Oregon in the Rose Bowl. That would be uh, Pac-12 champion Oregon versus a Penn State team that would very likely finish second behind Ohio State, at least in the Big Ten East Division. Uh, But Penn State would still be a very attractive team to have in one of those New Year's Six Bowl games. And, of course, the Rose Bowl has to take a Big Ten team. So all things are looking pretty good that Penn State's going to be in the mix for another New Year's Six Bowl game as long as they win the games that they are supposed to win the rest of the year. And then that would probably include the game against Minnesota, although 
there's still a chance that Penn State could lose that game. Penn State could lose to Ohio State and still at the end of the year, 10-2, and two, could still be in the mix for one of those New Year's Six Bowl games. But that's a lot to get into right now. But let's talk about where Penn State is originally going to be ranked in these 2019 playoff rankings. Now, I've said a couple times, and I, I firmly believe it. I think Penn State has a very good chance and a very good argument, I guess, to be considered for one of those top four spots in the playoff rankings as they are released next Tuesday. And that's because these playoff rankings take into consideration all of the data points from the beginning of the season up into that point in the season when they make those rankings. And Penn State's got some data points that probably go in their favor. They certainly have some quality wins. They have two wins against teams that are currently in the top 20 with Iowa and Michigan. And, of course, we'll see if the selection committee feels that Iowa and Michigan are also top 20 teams. And that also assumes that Iowa and Michigan don't lose this weekend. I haven't looked at the Big Ten schedule yet this week. We're going to do that on Thursday. So I forget off the top of my head if Iowa or Michigan are even playing this weekend. <laughs> but I feel like as long as Iowa and Michigan win some games, that's going to bode well for Penn State because those wins against those two teams are going to look better and better. But when they put together those rankings next week, there aren't a whole lot of teams out there with victories, multiple victories against top 25 teams, let alone top 20 teams. LSU is in certainly a, a really good shape there. So there's no question that LSU is going to be uh, certainly one of those top four teams in my mind. And they'll probably be even number one. And while Ohio State doesn't have the same quality wins either they're still going to be in pretty good shape too i would think the the big question i have is how much do those quality wins trump some of the deficiencies that penn state may have in the data points now when you're talking about alabama and clemson obviously we know what those two programs are we know what they have been in the college football playoff and i would imagine that the selection committee is going to have high respect for both of those programs and i'm not saying that they shouldn't but they don't have the top 25 wins that Penn State does. So if that is one of the first discussion points, that I feel bodes well for Penn State to maybe have a case to be in one of those top four spots when these rankings start coming out. The defensive numbers are certainly a very good positive for Penn State. But you know what? Alabama's got some good defensive numbers. Clemson's got some good defensive performances. So that may even out. But you know the way that Penn State's defense has been playing is certainly a strength in their favor. But you can say that about a lot of the teams that are probably going to be in the mix for those top four spots and maybe around where Penn State is. The offense is probably the one area where Penn State could potentially lose some ground compared to some of these other teams. LSU's offense has been amazing this year. Ohio State just continues to roll. Alabama, even without Tua Tonga Valola, is still capable of putting up 40 points on any given Saturday. And, of course, Clemson has had some close calls. And they may not be as clean of an offense as we were anticipating this season with Trevor Lawrence, but my goodness, they are still very talented. So I feel like all, all those teams have really good offenses, really consistent offenses, I think is the key there. And that's one area where Penn State's offense has kind of been lagging at times. We've discussed it before on the podcast. They can have their, their home run plays. They can get some fast starts. They can have some good second halves. But it doesn't seem like, aside from that Maryland game, that they have a real good complete game from start to finish, uh, certainly on offense. So the defense is there for Penn State. The quality wins are there for Penn State. And that's why I think there's, an, there's a case to be made for having Penn State in your top four when the first rankings come out. Again, we'll see what happens around the world of college football this coming weekend. 
the good the good thing is maybe is that there isn't a whole lot going on this weekend in college football there really isn't you, you got florida and georgia which will certainly be a game that we'll have to keep an eye on because that could certainly impact the way that uh, georgia is perceived if georgia even though they have the one loss you know they would then have wins against notre dame which may actually be losing some value and then a win against florida that would bode pretty well but both of those teams already have one loss and if the committee has set any kind of precedent it's that typically teams with good quality wins and zero losses are going to be ranked ahead of teams with quality wins but losses <laughs> and so I, I understand that not every strength of schedule is going to be compared equally but i think that penn state's overall data points are something to at least keep in consideration here now of course the the, the general rule here is that we should not be overreacting to one week of playoff rankings these rankings are, are supposedly starting from scratch every week and what me what these first rankings mean now are really nothing other than something to talk about it's our first glimpse into how the selection committee is weighing what they are seeing in this college football season compared to what we may be seeing you know there's there's a history of the first playoff rankings not necessarily lining up with what we see in the ap poll and certainly the coaches poll and a lot of general perception from fans as to how these teams are ranked uh has has been a cause for a debate over the last couple of years. And you know, certainly these weekly releases are designed for that in mind. So we need to be mindful that we're not falling into the trap of easily reacting to or overreacting to something that is ultimately very meaningless. I'll say this now, and I will say this again. The only playoff rankings that matter are the ones that are released at the end of the year. Everything else is just simply discussion. <laughs> There's no real point to these rankings what to react to them, and that's what we're going to do. That's going to do it for this episode of the Locked On Nittany Lines podcast, everybody. Right here on the Locked On Podcast Network, we've got a lot of stuff going on. So make sure if you're a Flyers or a Penguins fan or an Eagles or a Steelers fan, or if you're a Sixers fan or if you like some other team not from the state of Pennsylvania, first of all, I don't know what's wrong with you, but that's okay. Everybody's welcome here. We do have a lot of your teams covered, so make sure you check out some of the other shows as well and make sure you add their list shows to your daily listening with this episode right here. We do these shows every Monday through Friday, so make sure you're subscribed on iTunes and Google Play, Spotify, Stitcher, and of course, iHeartRadio. And if you have an extra minute to spare, leaving a reading and a review would be greatly appreciated. We appreciate the feedback, but it also helps spread the word and promote this show on those various podcasting platforms. We're doing some really good things right now, I think. I'm very proud of it, and I hope you can feel the, the energy that we're trying to bring to this show and the passion we're bringing to the show and spread it with some of your friends and your family and just other casual podcast listeners if they're looking for something new to listen to. Coming up in tomorrow's episode, guys, we are going to start doing a kind of an in-season, season rewind. Remember, we relaunched this show around the Maryland game, so we haven't had a chance to dive into a lot of the games that have already been taking place this season. So now that we're in the bye week, we've got some extra time to kill. We're going to go back to the beginning of the season and start recapturing what happened in some of those games that have really kind of transpired to build the story that we're watching unfold right now with Penn State. So make sure you're subscribed in your favorite podcasting app. Make sure you're following on Twitter and liking us on Facebook. I'm Kevin McGuire. You can give me a follow on Twitter as well, at KevinOnCFB. And until tomorrow, everybody, have a great Tuesday. Hopefully you have a good start to the week already underway. But let's keep it going, and we'll talk to you guys tomorrow.